They say everyone has a book inside them, but not everyone gets that book out of their head and onto the page. There's so much to consider. Plot, characters, prose, and that's before we even get to publishing. If you're a new storyteller who's feeling a little out of their depth, you're in the right place. This is the podcast that wipes away the overwhelm for newbie writers by taking it one piece at a time. So pick up your pen and get ready to have fun. Let's start writing. Hello and welcome to another episode of Let's Start Writing. I'm your host, author, editor, and book coach, Connie B. Dowell. And today, this podcast is getting a little tense. All right, if you can forgive my terrible, terrible joke there, today's episode is focusing on tense, as in verb tense, and how to use it effectively in your prose. English is really complicated. We have a lot of verb tenses and even more complicated methods of conveying things through verbs, like the subjunctive versus the indicative mood. Um, And you don't have to know all of that. We're certainly not going to get into all of that today, but um, we can talk about some of these basic tense issues and some tense questions and concerns that come up for writers, especially newer writers. So broadly, novels are written in past tense or present tense. Um, You really won't see a novel written with a primary tense of future. Um, It would be a little bit of a jarring experience, but they're broadly in past or in present tense with tense variations within that. Something that is in present tense will also have portions that are in past tense or even in future tense, but the work itself is broadly in the present tense. But even when we consider just present and past, there are different tenses within that, whether we're talking simple past or present tense, Um, or more complicated tenses. And this can get very complicated, but what we'll talk about today is the distinction between simple past or present or perfect tenses. So there's past perfect, also sometimes called pluperfect, although I don't hear that term as much anymore. It's getting a little old fashioned. But past perfect is a past that happens before the past of the scene in which you're writing. So for example, I had put the brownies in the oven when he walked through the door. He walked, walked is simple past tense, but I had put the brownies in the oven, had put, that is past perfect. It happened before the past tense of the scene. So let's look at a present perfect example. I have put the brownies in the oven when he walks through the door. He walks, walks is simple present tense. And I have put, have put is that present perfect tense. It is present, but it is happening before the present tense. It's something that happens before the present tense of the scene. It's indicating an action that's already happened 
but using a a present tense situation. And if this seems a little bit a little bit constructed, um, it is a little bit constructed for the purposes of a novel. But you use path, present perfect tense in your everyday speech too. And if you look for it, you'll probably notice yourself and other people using it all the time. I have already done that. Already is um, kind of a cue word that often goes with a present perfect or a past perfect tense. Because past and present perfect are often using, often used to indicate that contrast. This has already happened when this thing happens. We don't need to illuminate every instance of every single thing that happens. If you're jumping from scene to scene, for example, um, let's say, and I had put the brownies in the oven when he walked through the door. Let's say that's the start of a brand new scene. Um, we've jumped to the scene where he's walking through the door. We don't really need to go through the steps of making the brownies and putting them in the oven. It's a way to fast forward a little bit and get us to the next scene. So sometimes you will hear the word already, but sometimes you won't. Now, sometimes um, you can have past perfect um, or, you know, come up once and then not come up again in the same flashback. And let me show you how that works. Here's an example. The night before, I had investigated for myself. I tiptoed down the corridor, flashlight in hand, and found nothing but old books and dust. So we have in the first line, I had investigated. Had investigated is past perfect. So this book is in past tense, but we're having a little bit of a, a flashback. Um, we're jumping back to a past that has happened before the past tense of the scene in which we've been in. And then after that first line, I had investigated for myself, it switches to tip to simple past. I tiptoed down the corridor, flashlight in hand and found nothing but old books and dust. And you're not thinking this is immediately switching out of that flashback back into regular scene. Um, because the words used make this very clear it's in the same paragraph. You don't need to keep using that past perfect tense, you can make it past perfect once in that first line, and then switch to simple past. And it's understood this is this happened the night before. Now, let's look at some what's called present or sorry, what's called progressive or continuous tenses. Um, and this is another bit of tense issues in prose that sometimes stumps newer writers of fiction in particular, but also sometimes in creative nonfiction as well. So progressive or continuous tenses have a be verb. Um, you'll notice that have had was really the verb that distinguished perfect tenses from simple tenses. Progressive tenses or continuous tenses, sometimes they're called one or the other. I grew up hearing progressive more commonly used 
And that's probably what I'm going to keep slipping back to as I discuss this. But progressive or continuous tenses, um, they use be verbs as their distinguishing feature from simple tenses. So let's say we want a, um, a nice example. Was cooking is present progressive tense versus, or sorry, was past progressive tense. Is cooking would be present progressive tense um, versus cooked, simple past, or cook, simple present. So I was cooking dinner, progressive past tense, past progressive tense. I cooked dinner, simple past tense. I am cooking dinner. That is present progressive tense. I cook dinner. Simple present tense. Um, Now this is one where you're going to notice a really big difference between speech and novel writing. Um, If you read novels in present tense, you're going to see a lot more simple present tense than you will in everyday speech. Um, Because it's, again, having a a novel is a little bit constructed. It's not an exact reflection of real life. So you might read, I cook dinner while X thing happens, or I cook dinner and look out the window in a novel. But if someone calls you on the phone and says, what are you doing right now? You're not going to say, I cook dinner. You're going to say, I am cooking dinner. We lose a lot more um, progressive tense, particularly present progressive tense in everyday speech than we do in like regular, in, in, in prose, in written novels or creative nonfiction. Writing is just a little bit different that way. But as a result, we tend to overuse progressive tenses when simple tenses would be better in writing, um, when it would be less wordy and it would speed up the story. Um, So it's often a really common piece of advice that new writers receive to try and reduce your use of be verbs. And that isn't the only way to reduce be verbs. This isn't the only function of reducing be verbs, but sometimes what people are saying when they give that piece of advice is to try and reduce the use of those progressive tenses. So you kind of have to look at it and ask yourself, does this, does it really need to be a progressive tense? Does this verb show contrast of a longer motion versus an interruption. That's a good use of a progressive tense. So an example would be, I was cooking dinner when the mail arrived. Um, And that's rather different than saying, I cooked dinner and the mail arrived. Um, Because the latter example implies that you cook dinner and then the mail might have arrived. So it, versus I was cooking dinner And you're in the middle of cooking dinner. You've been cooking dinner for a while. And here comes the mail interrupting that action. 
You can also ask yourself, is this something that makes more sense as a continuous action? Um, and this is where it gets a little bit tricky. Um, and different writers will have different ways that they might edit this. Um, depending on the situation, you might say his leg was aching. If we want to show that it's been aching for a long time, it's continuously aching throughout the scene. But sometimes, even though aching tends not to happen in, you know, one little burst and then it's done, people will write things like his leg ached. And that's often a choice made to speed up the scene um, because it's one less word and it makes the scene go a little bit faster. So you can also ask yourself, do you want to slow the reader down here? Or do we, or is this an action scene? Is something exciting happening and we need to speed up? So that is a little bit of a primer on progressive versus simple tenses um, and perfect versus simple tenses. As I mentioned earlier, there are lots and lots of tenses in English. Um, there are even moods in English and lots more complicated stuff. You don't have to know all of this to get started writing. Absolutely not. If you feel comfortable writing in English, go ahead and jump in and learn as you go. But if you want to understand a little bit more of how, what makes prose tick, I think going back and learning more about the structure of the language can be helpful. And there are a lot of great resources out there to do so, a lot of great books that help, um, and even really accessible uh, blogs and podcasts. I love Grammar Girl as a way to learn more about the intricacies of the language and grammar and even a lot of the formal style that we've been trained to think of as grammar. So today I'd ask you to get out there and write and maybe take a little time to think about your verbs on the page when you get started revising. So um, if you are looking for an edit for a book that you are getting ready to self-publish, I do have a little bit of availability. Just head over to bookechoes.com services to learn more. Um, I do have some mid-February and onward availability, some availability in April as well. Um, so you can go ahead and book those spots before they fill up. I will be back in your earbuds next week with more tips on writing. Until then, happy writing!